Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. What were you just listening to? He didn't hear. Welcome to the Bob and Sherry Show with Bob. Some say he's incredibly handsome. Others say he's the most handsome. But everyone says he's the wizard and Sherry. She was Oklahoma's junior miss, second runner-up to America's junior miss. She spoke out against human trafficking and she yodels. Did you want to know that? And now, (laughs) broadcasting from the palatial Bob and Sherry studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Welcome, welcome to the Bob and Sherry Show. Um, so I saw something interesting. Wallet Hub came out with the hardest working states in America. And here's how I have 10 of them, the top 10 hardest working states. Do they also have the laziest states? Um, they probably do, but I don't have that. Okay. We should look for that. Yeah. Um, here's how they figured it out. This is uh, the average work week hours. These mm-hmm. are the places where if you live here, you work more than other people. Okay. And you do more volunteer uh, hours than other people. Okay. And chances are good you have more than one job. Okay. Okay. So here's mm-hmm. the top 10 hardest working states in America. Number 10, Kansas. Yeah, I could I could see that actually with all the, the farming that goes That's on. That's I mean, farming is, yeah. if you want a 40-hour work week, you cannot be a farmer. No, and, and support businesses to farms. Um, number nine, Virginia. Okay. Number eight, Colorado. Hey, Grand Junction. Mm-hmm. Number seven is Texas. Lubbock mm-hmm. and Waco. How you doing today? Um, number six, Nebraska. Howdy, Hastings. Nebraska is, um, that's another heavy farming and ranching state. Oh, yeah. Those are... Breadbasket, baby. That's a brutal, brutal, difficult life. Um, number when the top five now. Number five, New Hampshire. You know, but when we say something like Nebraska, there's a lot more to these states than... Than farming. Than of farming. Course, I'm yeah. like, Omaha is a fairly big city. Yep. And it's got its own kind of like cool edge. I'm, I'm always Warren gonna, Buffett lives there. I have I have a, an Omaha regret, and that is I believe that is where the life size statue of Chef Boyardee is. I saw it on the Roadside America app, and we could not go. Why would uh, Boyardee's statue be there? I don't know. He was Italian, supposedly. I, you know, he did exist. I don't know why Chef Boyardee is in Omaha. Maybe he was a real chef. Tells. I know because I just read about it the. Uh, Oddly, the other day. Um, so one of the things, I'll just I'll pause here because mm-hmm. you just reminded me. Um, one of the things that my charming husband does um, to spite me is he likes Chef Boyardee SpaghettiOs. Hmm. Which, why don't you just dip your knife in poison and then stick it in my heart? What was the movie that Brad Pitt got younger and younger? as Benjamin uh, Buttons. Yeah, is he Benjamin Buttons' cousin? He likes Chef Boyardee. And so sometimes... Um, when I say to him, I, I just don't feel like cooking dinner tonight, he'll say, 
well, I could I could make something, and oh, then oh, 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 here comes Boyardee. He'll float an idea at me. So recently, he said, <laughs> "I said, you know what? Why don't we just have ravioli? I have some ravioli in the freezer." He goes, "Well, I really like ravioli when it's Chef Boyardee." To which I said, "God, that is a ballsy thing to say to you." To which I said. <laughs> Around here, that's a Chef Boyard don't. <laughs> I am not eating Chef Boyardee. But the the little uh, tiny SpaghettiOs. Uh, SpaghettiOs. I mean, wasn't that's... there a song? Uh oh, SpaghettiOs. Yeah, yeah, that's for three year olds. I don't think. Here's what, and I've said this to him, and he argues with me. I said to him, Kevin Nash, I don't think you like Chef Boyardee. I think you're nursing some sort of hateful grudge against me, and you're saying that to get a rise out of me. You know, well, that's healthy. Well, you have failed. <laughs> that's a healthy thing to bring up. <laughs> God, I, I can't remember the last time I had any boy RD. Um, let me ask Siri real quick, because Todd's busy, you know, running a radio station. Statue of Chef Boyardee, Nebraska. I'm pretty sure it's in it's Omaha. such a strange place. It no. is. It's in Omaha. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. And it was on my Roadside America app, and I said, Kevin, please let me go see the Chef Boyardee statue. Oh, I know why it's there. It's because they produce so much grain. For the spaghetti? For the SpaghettiOs. Like the Skinner Spaghetti Company yep. is located in Omaha. I, uh, I had to fly out there because I used to advertise for them. It says, life-size bronze of Chef Boyardee, hero <laughs> of beefaroni, stands at ground level for pose with the chef shots at 736 Conagra Drive, Omaha, Nebraska. I will, Boyardee, I will get to you. I will not leave this earth having I, missed my I, chance. I know the beefaroni song. Oh, you want to sing it? I, I don't know it, 100%, but I know basically... They call it beefaroni. It's made with macaroni. Beefaroni's fun to eat. Beefaroni's really neat. Beefaroni. Something sweet. Hooray for beefaroni. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. I hate when consultants say that this show doesn't have depth. Beefaroni. That's what you get two years of college. That's the kind of thing you remember. <laughs> if we ever go to Omaha, will you come with me to the Chef Boyardee statue? Yeah, without no, a I, doubt. I'm going to do a I, selfie. I can't believe we didn't make it all the way through the top ten hardest working states. But don't go away because the top five are coming up Chef next. I, I think I know number one. And I'm, I'm going to see if you can it. guess right. it. Okay, right. it's Bob and Sherry. It's stuff you won't hear on the show. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast. <laughs> on the Bob and Sherry app. Get it now in iTunes Store or Google Play. All right, so we were talking about the hardest working states in America. There are only 10, but we never made it past Nebraska at number five or at number six because we got distracted by being sad that we never got to go to the Chef Boyardee statue. And then Bob demonstrated his great um, reservoir of talent by singing us the Beefaroni song. Can, can I tell you something about my visit to Nebraska and Omaha yes. and the spaghetti factory yeah. that I went to? So I went, I was doing an ad for a uh, national spaghetti company. I don't even know if they exist anymore, but they, they were around years ago and they wanted me to see uh, how they made the spaghetti. And so I said, okay. And they flew me out and I went to a Nebraska football game and it was really, really cool. And so I'm taking the tour of the plant, and I'm watching all of the spaghetti go into the uh, spaghetti box of this company. 
And then I looked over there, and there were some kind of plain-looking spaghetti boxes. But it was the same spaghetti that was going over there. And I said, um, why do the boxes look different? And the guy said, oh, yeah, well, that's for the uh, store. It's just a different uh, type of spaghetti. That was the store brand. Same spaghetti, which was different the box. Same exact spaghetti. That's the first time I realized that deal. Not all of your generics or store brands are the same. They're like, not. Certain no. generic cereals are not That's the same. True. That's true. But a lot of that stuff, yeah, you're paying well, for the name and the packaging. It's spaghetti. I mean, it's it's pasta. Or as they called it, Amber uh, Durham Semolina. Although I just read, I think it was on, I don't know whether it was BuzzFeed or on one of my food uh, uh-huh. websites that the the more the reason you buy the more expensive spaghetti is because the texture of the uncooked pasta is rougher and holds the sauce better. Oh, is that right? No one cares. I know. I just, you know. No, I do. I care about yeah, things so you like wanna, that. Yeah, so you want to spend the money where you can yeah. um, for that. So right. now, right. in the hopes that before the world winks out to an end, we will finish this list. We just can't get out of Nebraska. <laughs> it's a big state. Yeah. Here we go. The top five hardest working states, according to WalletHub. Number five is New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Number four is South Dakota, and we are so excited because we're going to Aberdeen in February. Maybe we'll get to go ice fishing again. Oh, good. I, I would hate to go there like in June. You are not welcome there yeah. in June. Number three is Wyoming. Number two is North Dakota. And we know just from the calls we've gotten from like Minot, people working on the oil fields, that is a really brutally tough way to make a living. Well, that was the one I was going to pick as the hardest working state. It was number two. So what is, is it going to be South Dakota or North Dakota? What is the number one hardest state that you take another guess? Yeah. If you think about it just for a second, you'll go, oh, yeah. Okay, I got really? it. Really? Is that right? I think it's pretty obvious once you think about it. But if, but if you it, get it, it wrong, I don't want you to feel bad because we hate a dejected queen. I'll let you tell me about Prince Spaghetti Day or whatever. Okay. Boy. Um, <laughs> you know, there's different types of hard work. There's there's hard work this out in the oil work. fields. This is really hard work. People, people, this is like people struggling just to keep food and shelter going. Nope. Oklahoma. Nope. Todd, you want to guess? <sighs> North Dakota is number two, but thanks for listening to the Bob Yeah, Sharon appreciate show. that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have a CD on over there? What the- we just had we just we had a whole conversation on how I thought it was North Dakota. North Dakota. In his defense, he is doing something over there. Yeah, he's we- listening to Huey Lewis in the news on a CD. We love a born queen. Okay. <laughs> All right, who is it? That makes that makes perfect sense. Do you want to sing me the Prince Spaghetti song to help your ego? No, I'm just going to kind of dig Huey Lewis in the news a little bit there. You know, people hate on Huey Lewis, but shut up. This is it's adorable. Good. Yeah, they were very good. Sure, yeah. he looked like your dad's best friend, but that's all right. He's still a rock star. It's so sad that he can't sing anymore because he can't he can't hear. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. All right, nice way to end that. <laughs> Jeez, girl. You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry website, the oddcast, contest info, bobandsherry.com. So I read this article about the 50 top turnoffs on a first date. 50 of them. Some of them, some of them I think are a little bit cruel, you know. Uh, nobody can uh, really 
control what they look like, but uh, some of them are just so obvious that it's bizarre. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to burn through them really quickly. And I want you to imagine yourself, whether you're listening to us or it's you, Sherry, um, showing up on the first date with these turnoffs. All set? I'm ready. Here we go. Starting, starting with number one, body odor. Two, <laughs> bad temper. Three, lying. Being selfish. Having bad breath. Bad breath because of cigarettes. Bad breath because of unidentified food. No sense of humor. Yellow teeth. Each disgusting. <laughs> Having dirty clothes on the first date. Being rude to waiters. Nothing in common. Dirty fingernails. Smoking. Smelly, smelly feet. Talking about exes too much. Being sexist. Bad fake tan. Being jealous. Being obsessed with money. Took too many selfies. Be, who takes a selfie on a first date? Being cheap. Bad breath with coffee. Can't handle alcohol. Referring to themselves in the third person. Somebody who looks at themselves more than you. Wait, Dandruff. wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. Yes. Refers to himself in his third in the third person. So right. we, we're on a date, you and me. We've met on like Hinge or Bumble or something. And we're on a date. Right. And we've ordered. And you say... Bob can't wait for the pizza to get here. That's exactly right. Bob likes right. pizza the best. Is that Bob what we're talking pizza. about? Here? We're talking about that. That is what we're talking about. And when we're talking, it's disgusting because you can smell our breath and our feet at the same time. Um, someone who looks at themselves more than you. Dandruff. Talked about babies or marriage on the first date. Someone who doesn't like to make you a priority. Horrible aftershave or perfume. Piercings. Being late. An annoying laugh. Being insecure. A nasal voice. Tattoos. Bad makeup. Friends didn't like them. Bad haircut. Bad fashion sense. Obviously, checking out your body. No career ambition. Too much perfume or aftershave. Big nose. See, that's the one. I mean, the, the guy can't help You that. can't help that. And can't by the way, you that. saw my picture and swiped on it. I know. I know. Exactly. Bob swiped on it. Tell Bob that. Why is he <laughs> yeah. criticizing my that's nose? Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> I'm breaking. You know what? This isn't even real and I'm breaking up with you. Go on. <laughs> Still living with parents. Has rubbish taste in music. Bad shoes. Rubbish taste in TV. That's very British rubbish. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yes. And war braces. Well, now again, you know, a person's just trying to deal with their dental health. Right. Some right. of these, I'm, I'm with you. Some of these are like, a well, are you know. Cheap. Yeah. If, if Bob didn't like someone with a big nose and a braces, then we'd just swipe yeah. on a port. And the rest of these, a lot of these are I like, you, you should worry less about getting a date and more about getting like running water and maybe a therapist. This is yeah. some crazy stuff. Hey, it's nice to meet you. I'm Bob. I like to call myself Bob. Uh, <laughs> I was doing yard work before I came here. That's why the shirt's kind of dirty. And when Bob does yard work, he gets yeah. dirty. I really, he works I up a sweat, with, Bob does. I do it with my shoes off. That's why I'm, my feet are kind of smelly right now. Hope you understand it. Oh my God. You know, if I was single and it was a choice between what you just described right. and dodging a marauding monkey, 
Yeah. The monkey wins. Sorry. The monkey wins. Because at least yeah. it's something different. Exactly. Getting some cardio. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah. Look, I like the one. Is looking at himself more than at her. <laughs> How is that? All right. Oh, yeah, maybe hey, like listen. in the reflection or a, yeah. a, a oh, mirror no, no, no. in a restaurant? Hey, honey, while the food is getting cooked, could you hold this mirror for a second? <laughs> Bob likes to look at himself. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have another drink, sweetheart. Let me have another drink. Bob needs Bob a drink. Bob doesn't like to wait. Bob doesn't like to wait. Buzz is wearing off. Yeah. Oh my God. What do you do? You're a nurse? Oh, that's good. I have no interest in working at all. Bob if thinks I did work it. is for suckers. Workers, it's for suckers. <laughs> yeah, it's axe. Yeah, I use axe because I was working out in the yard and you know, I figured I was kind of sweaty. I just put some axe on. <clears throat> Why is that man looking at you? I, he's looking at you. As he was. He, were you flirting with him? Came here Bob's right just after mad that he out. wasn't looking at Bob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. All right. Well, um, so it's, it's tough out there. It's Bob and Sherry. True. Weird. Stuff. Imagine living in a world where people hate at Christmas so much that they banned people from celebrating it. We're not talking about some grumpy, green-colored mean one or a cold-hearted miser. These folks made the Grinch look like a saint. True. Weird. Stuff. New episodes drop every Friday, everywhere you get your podcasts. The Bob and Sherry website. The Oddcast. Contest info. BobandSherry.com. I think we've all been in a situation where we get nervous. It could be going into a party where we don't know anybody or very few people. It could be at work where we're expected to make a presentation. It could be in the Bob and Sherry situation, the Bob and Sherry world, where we're bringing on, you know, a big celebrity who's known for being a little prickly. So how do you handle that? I read this thing from Matthew McConaughey that was so interesting. He said he got game-changing advice from Jay Leno. Back when Matthew McConaughey was not a massive star, like the period where his movie was like Surfer Dude or, you know, he was just he was just coming up. Uh, He was booked on The Tonight Show. Uh, The advice Jay Leno gave him was how to stay calm. So Jay Leno comes into the green room at The Tonight Show and he looks over at Matthew McConaughey and he says, you nervous? And McConaughey says, yeah. And Leno says, this is easy. I'm going to give you the recipe on how to handle this. Just want to be here. Just want to be here. McConaughey said, I remind myself of that all the time. Wherever you are, just want to be here. If you want to be where you are, you kind of like it. And it really makes things a lot easier. And you know what? That makes sense. I mean, there have been moments you and I are about to go on stage and it's an uncomfortable sort of situation. You know, it's it's a, a venue that is difficult. And you go, oh, God, I dread this. I just, I, I wish I could be home. But if you just say to yourself, I want to be here, it somehow gives you the okay 
to enjoy the moment. Does that make sense? Yeah. It does make sense. Yeah, it that, really does. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, Bob, that's how I conceived my children. <laughs> <laughs> You're done for the day. Yeah, drop it's, the mic. I want to be here. I want to be here. I, I'm having a good time. I like this. This is nice. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. Well, the Elvis movie is still cleaning up. People are going to see it. Big Elvis fans of all ages, two and three times. So it's become a big hit. I thought that uh, Austin Butler just did a fantastic Elvis. Not only did he talk like him, he also sang like him. And that ain't easy. One of the most distinctive voices ever uh, recorded. And I read this article and shared it uh, first with Max because he loves this sort of thing. And then Doc put helped to put it together with Max. A bunch of actors who sang as famous singers didn't just lip sync it. They actually sang the songs. So we're going to run some of them down right now. The first one, we're going to play a little bit of Freddie Mercury from Bohemian Rhapsody and then Rami Malek. The, uh, the movie version where he sings as Freddie. Mama, okay, so that's Freddie Mercury singing it, and now... Don't you agree? I mean, that's that's really amazing. All right, let's let's go to the next one now. I I can't believe anybody will want to step up to the mic and say I'm going to sing like Aretha Franklin, but Aretha chose Jennifer Hudson. Here's the point. Now Jennifer Hudson sings it. Those are some big high heels to fill, and I think that she did, don't you, Sherry? I am just sitting here listening to this and thinking the amount of work and confidence that you would have to have in yourself to Amazing. even think yeah. about stepping up to yeah, be Aretha right. or Freddie Mercury. I know. All right, let's go to Johnny Cash. Hey, he had a song. Get a rhythm. That's it. When you get the blues, come on, get a rhythm. This is Johnny. When you get the blues, get a rock and roll feeling in your bones, put taps on your toes and get gone, get a rhythm. When you get the blues. And now here's Joaquin Phoenix from the movie Walk the Line. Get the blues, come on, get a rhythm. He 
blew me away. I didn't know he could do that. And the same thing, same movie, uh, June Carter Cash sang a song. Now I've got arms. And I've got arms. Let's get together and use those arms. Let's go. Time's wasting. Okay, so that's June Carter Cash. And um, we all love uh, Reese Witherspoon. And she played June. They sound just like like that couple. They sound. This is the one that totally blew my mind because there's no voice like Ray Charles. Let's listen to Ray Charles. Now this band's gonna play from nine to one. Everybody here's gonna have some fun doing the mess around. Okay, we're going to come back right in in just a minute. We're going to come back and hear Jamie Foxx, his actual vice, doing Ray Charles. Stay right there. It's Straight Ahead with Bob and Sherry and more. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. Now this band's going to play from You're listening to to the great Ray Charles doing Mess Around and... He's just one of the greatest voices of all time. So when you step up in front of a camera and you say, I'm going to portray him both visually and I'm going to sing my voice singing like Ray Charles, that's a, that's a couple of big shoes to fill. Jamie Foxx said yes, and here's what it sounded like in the movie Ray. By the way, he's also playing the piano at the same time. Do we do we have something else from the movie? Let's do so, so uh, Ray is, Charles hit hit yeah, the road, ahead. Jack. Yeah, I'll be back on my feet someday. Don't care if you do, cause it's understood. You ain't got no money, you just ain't no good. Well, I guess if you say so, I'll have to pack my things and go. That's right, hit the road, Jack. Okay, so that's the Ray Charles hit version, number one song. Jamie Foxx is Ray. Well, I guess if you say so, I'll have to pack my things and go. I gotta tell you, folks, I have Ray Charles' greatest hits. I've heard it a million times. I can't tell the difference between Jamie Foxx and Ray Charles. I just cannot. He was so perfect. He's the best. I got to see Ray Charles live. Wow. And it was and in like the front row. Now, it was it was an outdoor show. Ray had heaters on the stage. We were freezing, but it was worth it. I was it. at it the was, same show. I was at the it same was show. Totally magical. And when yeah. I saw when I learned that they were going to try to make a movie about Ray Charles, I was like, yeah. they're going to have to lip sync. Who yeah. could do this? And then Jamie Foxx steps up and blows everybody away. Yeah, he was he was incredible. Okay, a lot of folks may not have uh, seen this movie. It was about the Doors. Let's hear first Jim Morrison with the end. And all the children are in 
end. Val Kilmer played Jim Morrison. That's pretty amazing. It is. Val Kilmer was great in this movie. He nailed it. He absolutely nailed it. Now, this is one that uh, we're going to hear from Judy Garland, the great Judy Garland, singing her signature song first. In the later years of her life, that was Judy Garland. Uh, Renee Zellweger played her in the movie Judy. Somewhere over the rainbow, way up high, there's a land that I've heard of. In a lullaby. I think she captured uh, Judy's mood very nicely. Wow. And we're going to end up with uh, Elton John, who's still in the news. that voice very well so taryn edgerton uh, stepped into the role playing the rocket man yeah he did a great job i mean you don't expect actors to be able to pull that off. It just seems like a step too far. And whether it's, um, you know, Austin doing Elvis or, my God, uh, Jamie Foxx. I, I just can't say enough about Jamie Foxx, how talented um, he is. What's very interesting about this is you not only have to sing, but you have to sing in a way that you're not doing par- parody. <clears throat> yeah, right. exactly. That's an interesting that point. That it sounds honest, whatever it is you're doing. Miss yeah, Jamie you're Fox exactly again. right. Because yeah, you could end up like an Elvis impersonator, right. and nobody, you know, is going to buy that. Let's hear a little well, bit more of Jamie. So, I'll have to pack my things and go. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. All right, right now on the Bob and Sherry show, it's time to hear from our always amusing listeners. And you can join us if something's going on in your life. You can call 844-52-SHERI, or you can go and get a Bob and Sherry app, tap the microphone, and we will get it. Let's see who's joining us right now. Hey, Bob and Sherry, three food combinations you have to try. Um, My name is Ashley, and I've been eating these for as long as I can remember. Number one is just a regular um, pickle with a slice of Kraft cheese. It's delicious. I don't know how I started that, but Mm. it's really good. 
Um, it's just a you were delicious little <laughs> snack. The other one is uh, regular Doritos with uh, the Nutty Buddy bars, the chocolate and peanut butter Nutty Buddy bars. It's the Dorito is kind of salty, and then the Nutty Buddy bar is sweet, and together somehow the texture and everything it's so delicious and then lastly um it's kind of a southern thing maybe um but i've been eating these since as long as i can remember but banana and mayonnaise sandwiches um just slice up a banana and put it on white bread with a little bit of mayonnaise and it's delicious so um maybe you give these a try and hopefully you enjoy them you are so sweet. Banana. She's so sweet. But uh, all I can think about is Elvis in his later years. I, I just be careful with the banana and mayonnaise sandwiches. Kevin eats those. He, eats he does? Them. Not the often. Banana sandwiches? Really? Mm-hmm. With mayonnaise? Yeah. And, Dukes, and do, you wanna, do you want to hear? Of course. Please. We're not heathens. Um, right. You want to hear something absolutely horrifying? So uh-huh. um, we were having like a little family cookout kind of thing. And Uncle Louie, who's like 89, um, watched me put mustard on a hot dog and he said well mm-hmm. now darling you know what's even better than that is mayonnaise no. on a hot dog oh, my. oh no Uncle and i Louis. said louie i i have never known a human being on earth to put mayonnaise on a hot dog and he said either. he and he said like there was he was back in college and some guy he went to school with that he was friends with put mayonnaise on a hot dog and louie was like that's awful and the guy said until you try it and Louis said, and honey, it is just the most delicious thing. You should try it. And you know what? I love Louis. I love Louis so much. But I, I can never love a man enough to put mayonnaise on a hot dog and then put it in my I mouth. Couldn't, I couldn't no love way. a woman that much either. No, it's, it's terrible. So just we, nasty sounding. Uh, so here is another, um, I guess, kind of a food thing. Good morning, Bob, Sherry, Max, and Doc. This is Lisa from Stockton, California. And I was so excited to get in the car this morning. I wanted to hear if you guys found this story. And I got really excited when I heard Bob talking about weird food pairings because I thought it was coming for sure. Yesterday on the radio, I heard a story about a Texas brewery collecting hot dog water from people to make a hard seltzer. And I was like, uh-huh. what would Bob and Sherry say about that? Wow. That was my oh. first thought. So this morning <laughs> I get in the car. I'm all excited. I found the article. I was going to send it on Facebook Messenger to Bob and Sherry. And then Bob started talking about weird food pairings. And I was like, here it is. Here it comes. They're going to talk about it. And he didn't. Aww. So I sent you the article. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. I want to hear. Um, I want to hear Max's facial expression when you talk about <laughs> hot dog water being turned into hard seltzer. Love you guys. Listen to you every Thank morning. You, excited, excited Thank you. to hear more. And I really, really want to know your take on hot dog uh, water. You really, hot- really will. Thank you. Nice to hear a, a call from Stockton there. Hey, for, here's my uh, facial expression. <laughs> yeah. uh, Hot I mean, just the words water. hot dog water. Doesn't yeah. hot dog water, doesn't that sound like, I don't know, a lyric from a Rolling Stones song? You know, what? I want to kiss you. I think I ought to accept you treating me like hot dog water. You know, it's, it sounds like something <laughs> Jagger would write. See, to me, it's if someone said, describe sadness in three words. <laughs> hot, hot dog water. Because how could, why would hot that dog be? water? What would it taste like? Have you ever heard of anything like that? 
No, but now it's carbonate. It's hot dog water because it's a hard seltzer. So it's hot dog water. Add carbonation and vodka. I, I no. And she said it's not that bad. Uh, no, I don't think so. You could. You? I'd have to drink the vodka first, and then could you then do? Could no. you do a hot dog martini? So it's hot no. dog water with Tito's, and then instead of an olive, it's a little one of those hot dog cocktail smokies on a stick. I bet you could do oh, that. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Depends how bad the week has been, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't understand the composition of, of the product. I just, why would you, first of all, how much, how much hot dog water is available to a producer? Well, how do you get it? You get, like, think of all the street vendors and, and all of those places. Like, those are hot, that's hot dog water. When you get a hot dog on the street in New York or Philly, they're pulling it out of a vat of hot dog water. Hot, hot dog you water. You know, if this thing goes south, now I know what I could do. I could go from vendor to vendor collecting hot dog water to keep things going. <laughs> there you go. don't, give, you know? don't give Tony you know? any ideas. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> we'll start up a side Thank venture. Thank you, callers. Thank you both. Oh, my gosh. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. I leave little notes for myself all over my studio here, and I know what they mean. But other people, if they walked into the studio and looked down at the notes, they're they're all these little yellow notes. uh, They would say, wow, this is kind of crazy sounding. And there was one that I, I left for myself. It had nothing to do with the show, but I had to remember to do it. We're going to visit Landon and uh, my grandchildren, and we're going to stay overnight. And I don't want to stay in their house because, you know, it's it's crazy. And my son-in-law is a cardiologist, and when he's not working, he's got to take a nap. So we're going to get a hotel. And here is the note that I have right on my computer. Get hotel and call girls. If if you just didn't know my situation, you might say, this guy is up to something. Look at this. You're finally living like a rock star. (laughs) Yeah, right. And you know what? That's as close to it as I will ever get. That's it. I just, I walked in and I went, oh my God, I can't believe that. Suppose one of Mary's <laughs> friends came in, they would think that we are really up to something. Oh no, and, you know the, they, they would think you are, they'd be like, oh, poor Mary, she's so nice. And look at him, yeah, what a pig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these these people who, who are in show business, I tell you what, they're all pigs. Oh Every God. single one of them, they're crazy. <laughs> anyway, we got the hotel and I called the girls. It's Bob and Sherry. <laughs> You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Facebook blew up yesterday. We were talking to people about um, how, you know, there's something broken on your car, something really non-functional, and you're not fixing it because it's either a hassle or it's too expensive. Um, Crystal Damschroeder messaged us to say, I once went nearly a year without reverse. Wow. The amount of strategizing that you have to do, you can never go backward. Think about all the parking situations. You could only park in certain parking lots, and then you'd have to find a space where you could pull forward. forward. A whole year without reverse. Um, Pam King said, 
My husband had a four-speed on the floor hot rod with no gear shift, and you could see the ground and the mechanisms where the hump for the gear shift was. He had a pair of vice grips. He'd reach down in the hole to shift gears. So we've got some people on the on the line right now. Holly's with us. Holly, what is it about your car? Okay, so I have a 2001 Volkswagen Beetle, which is embarrassing enough because <laughs> they're so ugly. <laughs> No, okay, the Beatles. The Beatles a classic looking car. It is. Well, I'm six feet tall, um, so basically I'm sitting in the back seat to start off with. Oh, uh, okay, all right, yeah. Okay, so I had got this car from a used car dealer, and when you turn a curve, the horn would start honking. And I'm not talking about little sporadic honks. I'm talking about full on, <laughs> like you're laying down on the horn oh, every time geez. you every time you every, went around the curve. Every time I made a left. Okay, so, so you're you're pissing off people left and right. People are just pissed off everywhere I go. You know, staring like, "Hey, who is that? Who's talking at me?" <laughs> okay, so the car was financed, so I took it to this used car dealer and I said, "Please fix this. This is so embarrassing." He said, "Oh, great, I'll get on it." Well, about a week later, I get the car back. He had fixed it. You know, everything was supposed to be great. Um, about three days in, my windshield wipers started working all the time. Like the only co- time they like constantly. Off, <laughs> the only time they cut off is when you cut the car off. Oh, so man. when you turn the car on, there goes the wipers. There they go. So here, here comes Holly yeah. on a sunny, cloudless day, looking like a <laughs> exactly. dingbat. Yeah. You know how embarrassing it is to pull up to a stoplight and you've got people pointing to your windshield wipers like you don't know they're on. You look crazy. You know they're like turn your windshield wipers off, and you're like I can't. You know, storm and, front are coming. <laughs> and after about. After about two weeks of this, uh-huh. you know, I'm a good Southern girl, and I try to mind my manners, but I was actually at a stoplight here in my hometown, and this um, young couple pulled up and said, rolled the window down, and said, do you know your windshield wipers are on? And I said, you know, some, you know, curse words, obviously, but I said, how do I not know that the windshield wipers are not on? I mean... <laughs> I'm not blind trying to drive down the road, you know, and don't know my windshield wipers are out. I so, think yeah. I, th- I know what you said. How do I not <laughs> know? Yeah, I right. not know my blanking windshield wipers are out. So, Holly, did you go back to the uh, used car dealer? I did, and he said, well, I don't know exactly what the problem is. We had somebody tear out your dash and all this, and I was like, well, obviously, you just cross some wire somewhere, you know, can you go back in there? Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, the impossible fix, apparently. Mm-hmm. But, so, the, the windshield wipers actually were like eating down into the glass. Of yeah. The- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was like the most embarrassing thing you So, So, of. what did you yeah. end up doing? What did you, what, ultimately, what happened with the bug? I took the bug back to the car dealer left it setting with the keys in it and said, here you go, buddy. And you just get, you gave it back. I gave it back. I gave it back. Did you get any Um, money? Did you get any money back? I did. Yeah. The the money I had paid down on it, which was at this, at this point, I was glad to get that and just be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. I could never be in that used car dealer's shoes. I mean, I, as much as I hate disappointing women, God, to see you coming at me mad all the time. What a, what a nightmare that would be. I'm sure he was, you know, 
uh, kind of afraid to, you know, fight with me. I'm a yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah six feet tall. <laughs> That's right. And I'd already had these issues with this car, you know, and yeah. I didn't have it very long mm-hmm. either. I mean, it was like, well, you know, over a span of about five months, all this stuff was going on. I like when they when they cross the wire and you bring it back, and you can tell by their faces. That they don't want to deal with it. Don't want to deal with it. Yeah. And it's a low it's a low reward job for them. Oh, it's a zero reward. You know, there's nothing really exciting about it. Nobody's really gonna get paid. They're not even gonna get a good uh reference from Holly because she's so ticked oh, off. No. Right? No, no, no. Yeah. And what as bad as I had known this um car dealer a long time, um, my dad and I had actually played golf with him. Like, as I was growing up, so mm-hmm. you know, kind of lost a golfing buddy there in the midst. Yeah, during the whole thing, that can happen. <laughs> Holly, thank you very much. Thank you. Hope you got a better ride right now. I know you I do. do. Yeah, I mean, my good, good. Got Cadillac, so yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. The um, the phone line's filled up, so let's talk to a couple of more people about the thing on your car that's broken that you're just not fixing. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. We were amazed at how many people are driving around in cars that are falling apart as they're going down the road, and they're just not fixing them. Hey, Danny. Hi, Danny. Hi, how are y'all this morning? We're doing good, thank you. Okay, uh, the car I had... Uh, we needed a second car, and so I found this uh, Chrysler from a uh, dealership. It was like a, I think it was an 85 model Chrysler. And for the first year, it drove. Re- it was for my wife. It drove real good. Then it started getting this problem. You could be going down the road or like stop at a stoplight, and it would the engine light would come on, and the car would just cut off. Just stop. No explanation. It would just stop. So, but she yeah. could throw it in park and restart it. Right. Uh, well, she uh, got afraid of it, so mm-hmm. I started driving that car to work and just putting up with it, and she was using my truck I had. And I was getting tired of it, too, so I put a for sale sign in the window. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys I worked with, his daughter had just wrecked her Mustang and needing another car to go to school in, and he mm-hmm. wasn't going to buy her anything expensive. Uh, so I said, well, I'll sell you this one for $600. So he came to my house, brought a set of tags, gave me the money, cash, drove it home. Two days later, I found out that the morning after he took it home, his daughter went outside, come running back in the house. Daddy, the car's on fire. <laughs> Something had spontaneously combusted under the engine. The car caught on fire, and it burnt totally to the ground, sitting in their driveway the next morning. Oh, my word, I don't word, mean to laugh because that's terrible. But. You know, that is a phrase no father wants to hear. <laughs> Daddy, car's my car's on fire. Da- Danny, what did, you, what did you do? He gave you $600. Well, I mean, I told him up front when he, when he bought it, I said, okay, there's something wrong with the engine light. Sometimes it will cut off. And he said, oh, don't worry about it. I can work on cars. I can fix that. So he knew about it up front, but it just happened. He drove it home, parked it, and gave it to his daughter. And the next morning, when she went out to get the car to go to school, and the car was sitting in the driveway, burning to a crisp. <laughs> God, Danny. And you kept the money. Oh, I what? kept the money, yeah. But what must it feel like? Like, how surreal would it be? Hot. 
You finish your Rice Krispies, grab your bag and your keys, and you walk outside, and your car is on fire in the driveway. Do you know how, like, you you would think you were hallucinating? That must be so surreal. During certain test days, that would have been a prayer for me. Oh, (laughs) blessing. Are you kidding? Oh, Danny boy, thank you very, very much. Well, you know, she's lucky that she wasn't in the dang car when the thing caught on fire. Well, the fact that, you know, it spontaneously caught on fire when it wasn't even running. It wasn't even running. Yeah. That's like a Stephen King it is yeah it (laughs) well we ran out of time but Laura had a dashboard where nothing worked nothing nothing so think about it nothing on your dashboard imagine driving blind problem I tried to do that one time and I tried to fix the fuse and do it myself I made more things not work and I remember I went to the dealership and the guy looked at me he says hey Larry Mr. Do-It-Yourself got to work on this is there one corner of your life where someone does not (laughs) just kick you around so sad It's the best, Bob and Sherry. The best, the best. You guys kill me. I love you, Bob and Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I don't believe this. Shit. I cannot believe this. Science has confirmed that everyone secretly hates going out and would rather stay home in their jammies or comfy clothes. (laughs) I've been reading things about that uh, lately and out of the blue. So there must be something to it. Four out of five people in this survey admitted that they've made up excuses in order to avoid having to go out and instead stayed home and played video games or did chores or ordered some takeout. Four out of five people And this was a part of the American Time Use Survey, which takes an in-depth look at how Americans spend their time. And according to this, most of us have only 41 minutes out of an average day that we spend socializing with other people. 41 minutes. And that's actually dropped almost 10% in the last 10 years. So we're actually becoming more and more less likely to hang out with each other. And it's interesting because so much of our culture and social media makes you think that everybody is out there just living their lives and having so much fun. Look at these people having cocktails by the beach and these people seeing Taylor Swift in Minneapolis and these people going for a hike when in reality, four out of five of us are in our sweats watching Netflix and eating pizza at home. So some of the reasons that people gave for it was, you know, it's expensive and, and then other people said, it's noisy. And then other people said, I'm tired. I work all the time. I just I just want to be home. And so I think, the- it's, I think it's exhausting in many cases. <clears throat> I really do. <clears throat> I think it's exhausting to go out. The idea of having to, on a Friday night after working all week, uh, go to a party, especially uh, a party where I don't know that many people. It, it sits on my shoulders like a giant uh, barbell all week long. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I don't the the thought of, and it and because part of it is the hours that we work are unnatural. I yeah. think it's yeah. I think it's, it's unnatural. It it's mm-hmm. unnatural to st- like for me. I start most days right around four, maybe four fifteen a.m. Um, by nine fifteen p.m. on Friday night. If I'm at your house at a party, it's like one of the old cartoons. But when I look at you, I'm not seeing a chicken drumstick. 
I'm seeing a, a pillow and a blanket. Like I'm just fried. And the, the uh, idea of having to pay attention and listen and be a part of something is just too much. Like TGIF, no, thank you, pass. I, I, I think you're right about how uh, all of the social media that's out there, including stuff that covers what actors are doing, is what drives people to feel that they're missing out. Like I was online earlier and I saw this article, Leonardo DiCaprio, is he dating Gigi Hadid again? And the reason people threw that out is he was out on the town with his father in London and they ran into Gigi and then they went to a, a Chinese restaurant and there she was again with her family. Oh, oh, oh. And they're out on the town going to Chinese restaurants, going to bars. And you're saying to yourself, and I'm sitting around sad because Perry Mason ended. You know, it's just like <laughs> I, I have no life whatsoever. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about celebrities. I can't remember who the actor was, but he was uh, in this uh, some movie that was very exhausting. And he was the producer and the actor. I, I wish I could remember who it is. I just read it very quickly. And he said it was so exhausting doing this movie that he's decided to take the next year off. Oh, well, <laughs> yes, I love when I read stuff like that. I read, yeah. I read, I read an interview, a profile of an actor who said, I just, I just felt like I didn't know who I was anymore. Hey girl, right. I haven't known who I've been since my kids were born. I have no idea who I am. Like, rest of us have to go to work even if we're tired and don't know who Listen, we are. Listen, I've known who I am since I was 10, and that has been exhausting for me. So, you know, <laughs> it's just it's depending on who you are. It, it is it is a lot when um, it is a lot when you read those profiles and they say, I just felt like I needed some time to right. really just take care of myself and connect yeah. with myself. Right. What? For a year. Was, for, can for you, a year. Is there a leg? So if, if I got a year off, I, I, I can go at you. Baby, you want to go out Wednesday night? And then we'll stop by your friend's house? Yeah, no problem. I'm not doing anything for the next 10 months. Come on. One of the things that um, it's and it's unfair, like it's and you probably have been through this, too. I think maybe all of us have been through this. It's super unfair to, to your spouse. It's, I think it's very unfair to my husband. That when I finally do get some time off, I need a minimum of three days to just like feel like a person, yeah, like to right. sleep and and not mm -hmm. talk and and you yeah. know. But that's not his reality. It's like we're on vacation. Let's go to the world's largest spoon, and I want to go right. to the world's largest spoon, but I'm going to need to sleep about eleven hours a night in in those first three days in order to catch up. So the way that we live and work. I'm not even surprised that four out of five of us don't want to go out. I'm yep. surprised that five out of five of us don't want to go out. I I'm going to post this up on our Facebook so that the rest of you who also don't want to go out can see that you're in the majority and that you have your tribe and that you're not alone. It's that one person that wants to cut loose. And, and the, the thing problem. is, the thing is, folks, don't don't go looking for who you are. Because if you find out who you are, you may not be happy about it. Okay? Just kind trust of roll us. through the day. Right. <laughs> yeah. You need to trust us on this, okay? Right. In fact, when you see your true self coming, sharp elbow. Yeah. Check yeah, her exactly. right into the boards. Yeah. Right. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app.
So we were just talking about how we don't want pizza parties at work. We want we want a bonus. We want cash. Everybody feels that way. This is Lamar. You'll appreciate this because you've done stand-up comedy. I was hired to, and I was so nervous. I was going to do some stand-up jokes and a welcoming to the entire employees, all of the employees at a textile mill just before Christmas. And so I was very excited about it, and I worked up my jokes and everything, and I had on my best jacket and tie, and there was like 200 people there. And so I'm getting ready to go on, and I'm going to be brought on by the big boss at the textile factory. And he goes up, and all of the people know that, I mean... It's not a lot because you don't become a textile magnate by being generous to people, but they would get a, like a hundred bucks cash for Christmas and a big turkey. And everybody, they were people were talking about it. Everybody was so excited about it. And so the uh, manager was the general manager, not the owner of the textile factory, is going to bring me on. And I'm standing there and he goes, well, glad to see a lot of you out there. We've got two, three generations who've worked here at Blah 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 Textiles. It's just nice to see. And uh, y'all have worked hard this year. We're still there. We're going. But times are a little tight, and we're not going to be able to give out the bonuses this year. Hope we can next year, but we're not going to bring out the bonuses this year. Here's Bob Lacey. I was unsure of my stand-up skills to begin with. To try to break through, looking at 200 faces who are not getting turkeys or Christmas money. I don't think Seinfeld could have worked the crowd, honest to God. I, I'm, I get the sweats right now just thinking about that. Oh, I can't oh even imagine. you got to think about what you're saying and doing. It's Bob and Sherry. Okay, everybody. You've got the Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. Max has worked very hard on something that's really fun. He he said to me when I got in uh, today, he said, I have something you're going to love. It's songs from the 90s that were these huge hits that you couldn't escape that you've completely forgotten ever existed. Hmm. I'd like to hear that. And he came up with... Uh, 13 of them, I believe. So let's go in order. Let's start at number 13. This is Say La Vie by Bewitched. Doesn't this, like, make you think iCarly? Like, doesn't this just so it sound does. like a it 90s does. teen yeah. sitcom? Yeah, it really does sound that way. Was that a one-hit wonder? Um, they... Um, in this country, they were. They, yeah. they were from Ireland. Oh, is that right? They were. They were a sort of a girl group from Ireland. Yeah. I just this just it's makes very, me. It's very bubbly, catchy. But it sounds like the nineties. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, next up, this song was a huge, gigantic hit, and I think this is a one-hit wonder situation. It's Meredith Brooks. Even as a guy. 
I will tell you that is a great song. Yeah. Did she and she didn't have another Not that I recall. Radio I remember hit. the first time I heard it I thought I had a lot of stations ain't going to play that but they ended up playing it and it was a it was an enormous hit. It's not just the words, it has a great hook. Yeah. I mean the melody line on the song is really interesting and her voice is it's like a knife. I'm trying to think Todd we we did a show and she opened for some artist and we saw her live. She's really talented, yeah, but it was yeah. it's, it, just it must this be one. it must be heartbreaking when you just have one. I, I've heard artists say it's harder to get the second hit than the first. Really? Sometimes. Well, yeah. kind of makes sense, you yeah. know. This next one, um, I didn't forget this existed because I feel like this song never went away. This is Eagle Eye Cherry. It's a good song. It never, yeah. I, yeah. at least. I, I never got tired of it. No, I know. It's a sophisticated melody. And that's a song that kind of comes and goes with radio play. If you're, But if you work in radio, you're like, oh, trust me, this song never went away. Yeah. Um, I think he only needed this one hit. Yeah. All right, this next one is a total novelty song. I think you hate it, and Todd and I like it. It's Len. I know it's up for me. If you still must have Making sure I'm not in too deep. If you still must have Keep bursting on my feet. If you still must have I don't hate it. They sampled a disco hit in this. Um, how do you like it? How do you like oh, it? Oh, yeah, more, yeah. More, more, more. Andrea True, right? I know. You hear it? Yeah, yeah, you can hear it now that you say that. Yeah. It's a, that was a husband and wife from Canada. Is that right? And, I, and this was, right? This was the only one? This was it, This yeah. was the only yeah. one. All right, this next one you'll remember. I think this is another one-hit wonder for sure. This is OMD. for some gas. Officially placed the poster, reveals a smile from the pack. Elephants and acrobats, lion snakes, monkey. Bella speaks righteous, sister Cena says funky. How bizarre. I thought, I, I thought the trumpet really made that song. I asked Todd, I said, were they from New Zealand? And he said, yeah. And then Todd told me that this guy died at a really young age of some bizarre disease. What was What? Todd, really? Todd, the, what lead, was, the lead singer? Yeah. yeah, the lead singer passed away in... Uh, 2010, he had some sort of autoimmune disease. Oh, no. And he, he passed away. And his oh, brother was also in the band. Mm-hmm. He passed away five years earlier. Oh, no. So OMC is. Yeah. So OMC is no longer together. Well, that would account for the DOA. failure to cough up another head. Exactly. Well, it had been a very long time since they. Yeah, it's a lot to ask. I mean, to it's it's hard enough to get hit when you're dead to uh, be asked by <laughs> the record company. You know, I know they're. Tough. Oh, I don't know. It's like, j- uh, we need some new product. <laughs> I think you'd be surprised. Yeah, possibly. All right, this next one you used to hear it three times a day, and now you never hear it at all. I thought this was a cute song. It's darling. Love this love.
has such a kitten-like voice. Yeah, it's like a childy yeah. baby voice. All right, you want us to break, Max? We'll come back. We have some more of these. These are songs that beat you up in the 90s that you'd forgotten were ever made. It's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. All right, we're doing these songs from the 90s you forgot existed that Max put together. Songs that you heard constantly, and then one day, you just never heard them again. I liked every one of the ones that has so far, been played yeah, so yeah. far. Those were great songs. This next one is by an artist. I'll say, I'll tell you the artist before Max plays the song, and you tell me if you can think of the, the song. Jennifer Page. Oh, I know the name, but I can't picture the song. Here's the song. It's just a little crush. Oh, yeah. Possibly cute. She is. She. You, she's your kind of girl, Bob. You know, I love the lyrics too. It's just a little crush. It's so flirtatious. But doesn't this sound like a throwback disco song? Totally. Yeah. There were a lot of great songs in the 1990s you forgot about. Oh, I love that. I love that whole area. Yeah. Music. Even the really silly stuff. Yeah. What does she? What does she look like? Why is she so my type of girl? I, I, Blonde and adorable, well, like baby me, spice. That makes me sound very shallow. And what's the next? What's the next song? Where, where are we going? Next up, this is the new radical. I don't think so either. How, how frustrating must that be that you go to the absolute zenith of the music industry, which is so difficult. There are approximately 2,000 records released every week, and you get the one, and it takes you right to the top, and you're on to And you can't get back. You can't get um, back. Next up, this is a great song, and whatever happened to Jacob Dylan and the Wallflowers? Oh. It's a great song. How could they not have a that whole career? That whole CD was yeah, they, really great. Yeah, they had a couple hits on it. I guess, it, it but was, nothing really. like this. And they were good live, too. Um, next up, Green Day. Here's a song from Green Day. You don't hear this one very much no, anymore. No, no. Nope. This next song, oh God, I was so sick of this song, I can't even believe I have to play it again. This is Semisonic in Closing Time. Yeah, I, I don't like this song at all. <gasps> when I was putting this together, Todd was listening, and I said, well, Sherry's not going to like this. He Bob said, either. Nope. I don't like this song either. I see why it's a hit, though. I see, what, I see why it's a hit, and who would buy it? We're down to the, the number two and number one songs from the 90s you forgot existed in the number two position, Sugar Ray. I can't hear this song again. I just, and it's a fine song. I, I get the whole thing. It's well-crafted. Now, the, the last song on this list before you play it, Max, is widely considered by people in the music business to be one of the most finely crafted 
and beautifully written pop records, it is a full-on one-hit wonder, and nobody knows why. I have read thousands of words in music, publications, and websites where people analyze Torn. Not even Natalie and Brulio singing it because she didn't write it. There was another performance of it. People analyze this song and can't figure out. First of all, it's such a perfect song. Why there was only one? Yeah. It's hard. It's, you know, it's lightning strikes and sometimes it doesn't strike again. It's just the cruelty of doing that for a living. This is one of those songs that every time you hear it, you hear some new production element that's in it. Or some new twist in the lyric that you hadn't noticed before. How many songs did we play in these last two? Thirteen. Yeah, those are, every single song was a good song. And you you knew all of them, because at one point, the radio station that we worked for, that was their entire playlist, and they just did it over and over again for for 24 hours a day. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. right, that's right. Closing time. Bob and Sherry. Okay, everybody. You've got the best. Hi, hello, radio. The best of Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. So I have this story about what happened to a snowplow driver. They haven't identified the guy, and I was going to put it in Morons in the News, but the more I read it, the more I thought to myself, you know, when you were younger and looking for any kind of work whatsoever, this probably would have happened to you. Because I used to go apply for things where I had absolutely no experience. And I would say that I but was But you good had at gumption. It. I had gumption. And that's good. Uh, not all the time. Not all the time. Like I applied for a radio job. I was like 19. And it was in one of these adult radio stations playing like really older person's music. And I just, I had hair down to my shoulders, you know, and I looked about 14 and the guy asked me, so do you like Henry Mancini music? I was going to ask you, my aunt used to listen to a station in Philly. It was Uh just beautiful music. That's what this station was. And it was, and they were always, every time I was in the car with her, she would crank it up and the DJ would say, that's such and such by the great Henry Mancini. And, And the great Henry Mancini was great, but I was like, you know, 19. And so the guy asked me, and I said, "Oh yeah, man, I can't I can get I can't get enough of Henry Mancini. Let me tell you what, yeah, long hair. I mean, look like a hippie, right? So um, this is what happened to this guy. And if I applied for the job, it would have happened to me too. The city of Lincoln, Nebraska, got about seven inches of snow just a few days ago. That's a lot of snow, seven inches. And now, and they've had snow too, right? So it's more and more." Wow. It's above average. What are you laughing at? Really? I mean, really? Really? I'm not going to say that's what she said. I'm not going to say it. You know what? You, you, you should be ashamed of yourself, honestly. Oh, I've done worse in the past five or six days. Yeah, that's probably true, yeah. Anyway, so they got all this snow, and now they're investigating how a snowplow driver took out 30 blocks worth of mailboxes in one day 
Not 30 mailboxes. 30 blocks worth of mailboxes. So you think it was somebody like you, a, a person with gumption but no skill? Yeah. I think that the guy said... Um, yeah, it looks I, like, like a fun to, job. Too, I'd like to, it? Uh, yeah, driving a snowplow. Heck yeah, you know it's just they, there are so many guys in places like that that have snowplows. Like in Maine, every if you don't have a cousin who, who's a snowplow guy, you, you don't have a cousin, right? You would think in 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 Lincoln, Nebraska, be the same thing. Anyway, that's what would happen to me, and I would. And he was oblivious to all because there was so much snow. It was he up didn't so high. hear no. the crunching, crashing Every, sound? I guess not. It not must 30 be really blocks. loud. But in some of those big, like, monster plows, yeah, I bet yeah. it's loud inside that I bet cab. it is, yeah. So what do you think on a block? There's probably, what, four anyway, right? What three, block are you on? Way more than that, yeah. Really? So it could be hundreds. and Hundred, this, It could be hundreds, And yeah. the city, um, if they're negligent, and I'm getting the feeling they're going to try to say they're not, uh, would have to pay for all of those mailboxes. You're talking about you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars, probably, right? Well, insurance. Thirty blocks. 30, like a good American, yeah. I'll say. What about insurance? <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, the, the city's insured. The problem is, you know, when I lived in Kansas City, uh, it just snows and snows, so they keep plowing. Right. So they just keep piling up on. That's the what plow, happened. That's I think. what happened. He's yeah. lucky that there wasn't a car that was buried under that snow. Oh yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That's insane. And then they'd call me up and they'd bring me in. I told you when I was <clears throat> when I was little, I must, let's see, fourth grade. How old are you in fourth grade? Like nine? Yeah. I was playing outside. We lived in, we lived in uh, um, Star Valley in Wyoming and we lived in a rented house, like a rented farmhouse mm-hmm. in the exact middle of absolutely nowhere along the one road that ran east-west through the valley. Right. And so I'm outside playing in the snow and I'm playing and I'm building, I've got my Barbies out there and I'm building snow tunnels for my Barbies. And I don't hear or realize that the snow plow is coming. And also because I'm nine, I don't really understand what it means that the snow plow is coming. Mm-hmm. And we routinely had six or seven feet of packed snow. Right. You'd walk on top of the snowpack. Right, right, right. So this was not like a sprinkling. We had like absolute mountains of snow. The snowplow came along and when it when it drove past me, it buried me <gasps> under the snow. And my mother just happened to be walking past the window with her Agatha Christie novel, her cup of tea, and her murderous intention to have my father done away with, <laughs> glanced outside and saw, and saw my, my little tiny nine-year-old self oh, get no. absolutely buried in the snow. She came running out, no coat, no shoes. You never told me this. And had to dig me out of the snowbank with her hands. And I will tell you, it was there was nothing fun about it. The weight of the snow, mm-hmm. I couldn't breathe. It was mm-hmm. terrifying. I would have, something awful would have happened if every, my mom hadn't seen it. Every that. year, you hear about somebody who was buried in the snow. It's no joke, kids. You know, joke, like an kids. elderly person that fell down and, you know, one of these plows came by. Kids, if you're listening to us and you live in a snowy place and you see the snow plow coming, get away from it. Yeah, Because that right. is not a game. Yeah, that's right. So I don't know what's going to happen to that guy. He's probably going to get fired. Good luck to him. But maybe there's a radio station in (laughs) town. He can find his true calling. Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. I think everybody has seen a bad review of a restaurant. 
I have never seen a response from a restaurant owner like the one that is in the Atlantic magazine this week. Jacob Sweet wrote the article. This was a family-owned uh, Chinese restaurant. Dragon Lee is the name of it. And it's in a small town in upstate New York, and it's a beloved place. Well, somebody went online and said, quote, the food was absolutely terrible. It was so bad that I called the restaurant and said, you need to change chefs. On the review, they continue, I will never go back. What I threw away was garbage. It was disgusting. Well, the restaurant was so pissed off at this review online, they decided to do what restaurateurs never do, and they answered with what they felt. And here is the answer from the Dragon Lee. We do not want to deal with customers like you. And you do not deserve our service. Do us and everyone a favor. Do not ever come back to this place again. If you didn't like it, just say you didn't like it. But you inferred the food was raw. Just saying it's not raw. Again, never come back to our restaurant again. I don't know. How good the food is at the Dragon, uh, what was it called, the Dragon Leap. But I would go there if I was in upstate New York because I got the feeling it's been there for like 30 years. I got the feeling it's pretty good. They also said learn how to spell and use grammar. By the way, you spelled General So's chicken incorrectly. <laughs> oh, did they say that? <laughs> <laughs> So an expert uh, who the Atlantic hired said this is highly unusual because ratings are becoming more and more, you know, necessary with these restaurants. You know, competition is out there. It's a low margin of profit. So you don't want to mess with the uh, audience. But these guys, they just said, I've had enough. This guy's full of it. I'm going after him. <laughs> Do us and everyone a favor. Do not ever come back to this place again. I love it's, it. Good for that. I do, too. It's Bob and Sherry. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. See you some other time. You've been listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Be sure to check out our website, bobandsherry.com. Download our free app, too. Get the odd cast, the podcast, and Bob and Sherry fun size instantly. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.